0: Hey, it's Andy Honest, and you're listening to another episode of Let's Rage Coobs presented by the Saxinian family. Uh, we are super thankful for the Saxinian family for being able to be the primary sponsor for the first five men's basketball post game shows representing Let's Rage Coobs. Uh, they helped us out during the football season as well, so huge props to them. And obviously, our other sponsors as well Hoop and Holler, the Houston Cougars Micro Collective, they are the entity. Behind the Star Pizza commercials, the the SAC app commercials with the Anthony Jones. Um, the, they also had the hot commercial, uh, which kind of segues to our other sponsor in Star Pizza. If you're looking for a place to go and grab some pizza, maybe a bite after the game, during the game, tailgating during the game, be sure to go to Star Pizza and our other sponsor, the Fritz Kennel. The Fritz Kennel is a family-owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare, and baths. Once again, that is the Fritz Kennel at 9513 Yuppendale Drive, Houston, Texas. And last but not least, making their debut on Let's Rage Cougs, BB's the Tex Orleans Cooking BB's Tex Orleans. You can follow them on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BB's Tex Orleans. Um, and they did a cool name, image, and likeness thing with the men's basketball team this week. So big shout out to our sponsors. And on that note, Chris Dayon,
1: thank you guys for joining me. Dayon Dunlap, how you doing, sir? I am doing well. Glad to join you guys for another Let's raise Crew episode. How about you? How was how was the atmosphere inside the Fatima tonight?
2: It was great man. it was great great crowd, a lot of fans from TSU made the quick trip over to Fertitta Center. great crowd. a lot of people in here. a lot of folks standing around in the walkways it was like it was at ATP day on man it was it was mm-hmm. great man great crowd and they enjoyed the atmosphere. I think it was a TSU fan tweeted out the intro to uh, that the Cougs put together. And said, "Man, if y'all have not been to Kita Center, got a chance, get a chance to come by, see a team that has national championship con- contender, and enjoy the atmosphere." That's a TSU fan tweeted that out. So, good fun to have everybody.
1: Little third war love.
2: Yes, sir.
0: And let's get right into the game because the third-ranked Houston Cougars continued uh, their dominance to their hot streak to the season. They now improve to 4-0 on the season after defeating uh, Texas Southern 83-48 to Marcus Sasser, another consistent performance. He was hot against Oral Roberts, and he carried it over into this game. I think in particular his performance tonight against the Tigers probably uh, an, an eye-opening experience because he, would be, he was able to be effective against TSU in a whole bunch of different ways and a bit of an interesting stat that caught uh my eye this he didn't hit a single three he went 0 for six uh from behind the arc but he still managed to get 20 points he had five rebounds six assists and overall great game for him and i think in particular he excelled as a driver again like he did in the past game against oral roberts but even his his ball handling that was on display uh tonight against tsu there was a couple times where he got Past defenders, he was fitting through tight windows. Just overall being able to get to the free throw line, that was the, more, um, that was the way he got a lot of his points. He went 8 for 10 from the free throw line, which uh, with him, obviously, you know that he has high aspirations to, to play at the next level. And to be quite honest, he had one of those outings that you expect to see from uh, an NBA player.
2: And, and Marcus, he was over 6 from 3, 6 for 7 from 2. Some great finishes at the rim. He was kind of bummed at himself for missing the two free throws that he had eight for 10 from the line. But a great all around game for him. Jairus Walker for, any, for that one or two fans out there by Jairus' not so great game previously. He bounced back, had a good game, solid game, nine for 11 from the floor, 19 points, six rebounds, two assists, one block shot. And Coach Sampson said post game, mentioned post game, that uh, Jairus may be one of the team's best passers on, on the squad. And sometimes he has to, he gets on Jarrett because he he passes too much, so but Jarius was much more aggressive, looking for a shot tonight. He wasn't hes- hesitating on a shot like he did previously, so another solid win for Houston. Great defensive effort for the for the Cougs. Got to win and move on to Oregon on Sunday.
1: Yeah, and uh, I want to start with Marcus just to kind of, and Marcus when I watch him, I always look at his game in uh NBA lens. And um, it was definitely an a NBA-type game that night, by the way, that he played, um, and really with his finishing. Because when I when you watch it, when I look at that, the NBA floor is going to be more spread than it is in the college game because in the college there's no defensive three seconds. So in the NBA, and like he did at the combine, he has more room to use his ball handling ability. And one thing who I'm watching that really stuck out in these last two games is his Ability to finish at the rim, whether it's right hand or his left hand. Very Dame Lillard-like. Um, Undersized guard, but still can finish um over the top of taller and longer players with finesse, whether it's his right or his left hand. And then his ball handling, like you said, Andy, I think I mentioned that um uh, on his last game, that it's really improved even more. His ability to play through the pick and roll and just handle the basketball and get by. I know he can create his shot off the dribble, but his ability to get inside and really get anywhere he wants on the floor and still finish really stuck out to me. And then it's just his playmaking. He he looked really comfortable um, with the ball in his hands, making plays. And I think um, as the season goes on, he's going to continue to develop in um, his preparation for um, the next level. But he looked really good tonight, man. And then, like Christian said, Jarris, Really played in a really good rhythm. Everything he did, it looked like really natural. No second guessing. Um, net, good passes. Well, gave up a couple of good shots for some um, pad, good passes down low, made his jump shots, and everything he did was in the in rhythm of the offense and the rhythm of the game. And it really looked effortlessly for him out there tonight.
2: And, and Jairus, I want to say he played the first 17 minutes of the first half. So uh, Coach Sampson did not take him out. Jerry's not taking himself out of the game but early foul trouble. So to see him play the first 17 minutes without a break, you know, except for the media timeouts, was good to see also. Yeah. So it's a solid win for, for the team. It's just onward and up. Ep- and let me say this. <clears throat> Coach Sampson <laughs> said it in, in the postgame that uh, four games in, he's not sure how great this team is. He's seen great teams. He's not sure how great this team is but this team will get better. And then by the end of the year, who knows? But uh, he just wanted everybody, media, fans, everyone, don't get too high after wins and don't get too low after losses because this team will lose this season. So if that happens, don't freak out, don't panic. I like this line, Andy. You heard it when it said Ws and Ls, wisdom and learning. So that's, that's, that's what I have never heard in my 30 years covering basketball. That's a, that's a good one. It makes sense, you know. You, you learn and you keep moving on.
1: That's a good
0: one. Absolutely, one of the things I wanted uh, to go back to, uh, Dayon. You mentioned it in regards to Jarris Walker and the performance he had. Uh, he finished with nineteen points, nine of eleven shooting. Uh, but like you said, it never really seemed like he was forcing anything. Everything, every shot that he took. Uh, was came in rhythm. There was a point in in towards the middle or late of the first half where he scored on four straight possessions for the Cougars, and most of them were dunks. The one three he did take, it came absolutely in a, in rhythm, and it was a completely different um, look from how he did just a couple days ago against Oral Roberts. Which going back to something that Calvin Sampson has said the past two days in regards to freshmen um, and the inconsistency, well, and, and today he kind of followed up with an interesting. um comparison, he said Jarrett Walker, uh, I, I'm blanking on the exact phrase, but he called him, he's like a tic-tac-toe right now. One day he'll give you an X's, the next he'll give you an O, and right now what they want him and all the freshmen to focus on is to string together a couple of, you know, multiple X's or multiple O's, uh, but that's kind of the thing, and re- with Jarrett Walker, the one that really sticks to my mind, and it's something um, that, that caught my eye during the floor i believe it was in the second half but Jarvis walker had a good look at a three he could have taken it. it would have been an open shot it wouldn't have been a bad shot by any stretch but instead J- J- Jawan roberts was wide open uh, down underneath and he fired a laser to him and they had an easy slam over that, and I think it's interesting that Calvin said uh, post game that's something that Jarvis is just an unselfish player. He and sometimes he gets on him, like you said, Chris, for passing too much, which, um, especially in regards to how highly ranked highly rated he was coming in out of high school. Which, by the way, Calvin Sampson said again, uh, it's about as irrelevant as relevant can be in regards to those rankings and what he thinks of them. But that's certainly something that, that it's a positive for this team, um, that Jairus Walker is much more of a selfless player on the court. And,
2: and say that Coach Sampson mentioned that Jairus has no ego. He said Jairus' ego, if it is, it's winning. It's like Marcus. They want to win. So to be a five-star and one of the most touted players out of his class, for Jairus not to have an ego says a lot, a lot about him and his upbringing
1: yep and also uh rich radical ties right into his character um i i think that's what cole Sampson always raves about when he recruits players and have players in the program he obviously talks about their character and how um they just buy in and i think from day one he's bought in and uh, you could just tell from his play that the unselfish play the the relentless play everything screams houston when i watch him playing basketball through this early season um, I know he's a freshman, so you still see lapses. But overall, in the gist of I – I think in these first couple games, we kind of just have to nitpick because they they played so well. So it's almost kind of nitpicking that little things that they do it throughout the game. But overall, man, Jairus and, uh, and um, Marcus, a great one-two punch.
2: And Jamal Shed. Oh, <laughs> finally yeah. Made, finally about. made three-pointers, yeah. yeah. It was his first two threes this evening. He had been 0 for 10, come into tonight's game, he finished two for three from three point range. So he had eight points, he had six assists. So Sasser and Shed combined for 12 assists out of Houston's 19 assists tonight. So it was more ball movement with a focus tonight in the game plan, 19 assists on 31 buckets. Whereas against Old Roberts, Coach Tamp wanted them to drive and score in the paint on that six assists in that game, but it's still part of the game plan.
1: Yep, and I never remember, guys, that was one of the things that I was watching coming to this game was Jamal knocking down his first three, and he hit right. his first two in rhythm. And I, I just wanted to to see it go in the net and see his I, – I never felt like he lost confidence because he was, he was shooting them, but it's good to see him finally get off the snide and, and knock them down because that's only going to help the team going forward with his ability to make an open threes, because I think he's going to take his fair share of open threes. You just have to capitalize when that opportunity presents itself.
2: And Andy, let me say real quick, oh, in case anybody's wondering, we are here inside the center and they are laying down the court, you know, volleyball. So if you hear loud booms or things like that in the background, they're putting down the court, preparing it for volleyball for the Houston Cougars, volleyball team and I think they are on the undefeated in conference play?
0: They are. I think they're currently on a 17 game winning streak. Yep. Um they're ranked so they're on a they're on a hot streak and they're putting um their volleyball floor at the moment. But on that note, I'll take an opportunity to segue to once again shout out our sponsors. First uh with the Saxonian family who is the primary sponsorship or is the primary sponsor of today's episode of Let's Rage Cooks? It is Let's Rage Cooks, the unofficial Houston postgame show of Houston football and men's basketball. And it is Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. But obviously, we want to give a shout out to our other sponsors. Uh, first, Hoop and Holler, the Houston micro collective like i mentioned at the top of the show they are the entity behind the star pizza commercials who just happens to be one of our other sponsors as well star pizza houston's best pizza since 1976 and one of these days we got to go get some of that pizza chris and another sponsor our other sponsor or one of our other sponsors the fritz kennel a family owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding daycare and baths and once again last but not least big shout out to our third sponsor BB's the home of Tex Orleans cooking once again that is BB's and be sure to follow them on social media like you see on the screen at BB's Tex Orleans on Facebook Instagram and Twitter and on that note we'll toss it over to Kelvin Sampson and hear what he had to say post game after Houston's big win over Texas Southern
3: is uh and, and this is as honest and as true as you can possibly be your team's never as good as you think it is it's never as bad as you think it is you know uh um are we a great team absolutely not we're not i know what a great team looks like i've had some this this one's not there yet maybe it will be who knows i don't know but they're certainly not now you know don't, we haven't played any broke, well. We did play St. Joe's on uh, a neutral. Uh, but we've got a lot of um, uh, question marks that will get answered as we go in December January. Um, and January. This team's going to lose games, just like everybody. You know, the, the difference in me and most people, I don't overreact to wins or losses. Don't get carried away with wins, so they don't get carried away with losses. Because the next day is important. Discussing and talking about it is irrelevant to me. What's important is okay. How, what lesson are we learning? You know, it's like W's and L's. W's and L's is wisdoms and lessons and learn. You know, that's uh, what this is all about. You know, some teams, some teams that uh, go to the tournament or Sweet Sixteens or Sweet uh, Elite A's could lose as many six, seven, eight, nine games. You just want to be playing your best basketball in uh, uh, February, and March. And we're a long way from that next question. Go over here to Josh Chris, Chriswell from Cron. sorry.
0: Josh um, You know, Jarrett, it's another big night tonight. Um, just,
2: what's the thing that you've enjoyed the most so far about playing with this team? Uh, really just how hard they play. Like, it just really makes you want to take it to another level. You see your brother diving the floor for a little ball, taking charges. Uh, I mean, it's just a it's just a family. So, I mean, like family with my brother and I,
3: I mean, uh, coach vice versa. Just you know, what's the thing that you've appreciated the most about coaching Jarris so far this season? Uh just watching his progress. You know, um Jarrett reminds me of tic tac toe. There's an X and then there's an O. There's an X and an O. For stream, first a string we got first string stringing some X's together, some O's together. You know, consistency. You know <clears throat> uh, I thought he played good in the first game um, of the season. Guards like the numbers. is is how I evaluate that matters. The stats may not look great. Somebody had 12 rebounds. I thought he did a lot of good things. First game, then he goes up and puts up big numbers against uh, uh, St. Joe's, then he takes another dip. I think the toughest thing for young kids, whether it's in the NBA, college, or high school, ninth and tenth graders, is consistency. They're gonna have ups and they're gonna have downs. They're gonna have highs and they're gonna have lows. It's just the way it's gonna be, you know. And there's nothing anybody's gonna do about it. It's been like that um, since since we first started competing. The youngest players are the most inconsistent. So you say, well, why doesn't he do that every night? Because he's he's 18 years, 19 years old. He's a freshman. Marcus is Marcus was the same way. Um, Quinton was the same way. Nate Hinton was really the same way. They they all are. I don't care how talented you are. You're still a freshman. They're going to have good games, and they're going to have not-so-good games. So what we do is get them to, to let us define what good is, and we'll define what bad is, and nobody else gets to
0: So once again, that was Houston men's basketball head coach, Kelvin Sampson there. He touched on uh, a lot of different things and in, in particular focusing in on Jarvis Walker there. Once again, he, he mentioned that comment there in regards to tic-tac-toe, but that consistency, that's, that's going to that really, and, and it wasn't in that clip, but something that he also mentioned um, is that Jeff Walker two months from now, that's going to be a much better player than where he is right now. And who knows how long it takes him to be able to find that consistency. But to use uh, Calvin Sampson's own analogy um, in favor of him, but whenever D- Jazz Walker does start stacking multiple X's, multiple O's, that's going to unlock a whole different level to this Houston Cougars team overall. And it's something that, It seemed like he was kind of flirting with saying in regards to the X factor. It looks like he was going to call Jairus Walker the X factor and he didn't necessarily go that route. But that's going to be the key right there because, again, we're starting to notice, especially in regards to Marcus Sasser, consistently he's at a point where you can expect – 15, 20 from him at night. And and now today he showed that he can do it in a whole bunch of different ways. It's not just, oh, if a shot's not falling, you know, you're not going to expect that. He's reached that level where you can expect a certain amount each game. So now it's going to be interesting to see uh, who those X factors are and Walker's going to be one of them.
2: Yeah, Coach, he does what he does sometimes. He went on a tangent, but his tangent was to show love to HBCUs and and the programs and success of the SWAC in the Pac-12 Slack Legacy Series, as well as what uh, HBCU coaches helped him in his young career as a coach growing up. But prior to that tangent, he said everybody has roles. He explains to each player their role in front of everybody else. So there's no questions about your role. Everyone knows their role. Marcus Sass is the best player. Jamal Shedd is the leader most valuable, most important. And then he said Jawan Roberts could be that other person. And then in terms of X-Factors, he kind of wrapped it up when just watching asked him toward the end of the press conference. And he kind of said that Jarris could be one of the X-Factors. He said, Coach mentioned two. He did not name the the second X-Factor. So I'm kind of curious who that second player could be as an X-Factor, what would help determine how good, how successful this team will be this season. But everybody has their role and we're gonna see how it all plays out. But coach also mentioned that Terrence Arsenal, from now to a month ago has improved just in one month period. So it's all part of freshmen. They're gonna get better throughout the season. So we'll see how good Terrence Ars- Arsenault is in December and et cetera, Emmanuel Sharp, on and on and on. But Marcus Sasser's ball handling He credits coach Quantas White for helping him develop his handles throughout his college, his time at at Houston, because coach said Marcus, he recruited Marcus, Marcus was not a great ball handler in high school. He's become a very good player with very good handlers. So it's, it's all, down you know it, people who follow this show right now on YouTube and on Twitter, we've seen cool players develop freshmen to sophomore to junior year, and then within the season, because it's part of what this program does, what this staff does, hangs his hat on, is player development.
1: Yep. And, and like you said, it go right back to your point was how um, Coach Sam and the coaching staff talks about in front of the players, to their roles in front of the team. I think another thing that they, they do is be honest, not only with the team, but with players about their strengths and their weaknesses, and that helps them. And highlights their weaknesses, and it helps them develop it because Coach is going to give you that honest opinion and give you that honest feedback. And like you said, his opinion, the one that matters, and it goes back into the trust that the players that you see that they have in him, and rightfully so, because you see his resume and the proof is in the pudding from the players that they've been able to develop. And so all that kind of goes hand-in-hand in, hand in the culture and how he's really rebuilt this program and brought it back to the prominent stage of what it wants. Was before my time, and Chris, you probably remember them days. But it's good to see it back, and uh, I wouldn't be more happy for um, Coach Sampson to be the one to bring it to to back to where it should be. And now I can't wait to see and, and hope that they take it to another level and bring home that chip in H Town
0: which is a perfect segue because that national championship was at the Fertitta center um, tonight. It was in attendance and people fans could go and take photos of it. And obviously it's going to, it's not going to, it's going to stick around in Houston for a while because that's where the final four is going to be. All uh, If it, makes Houston a permanent home, that will be uh, to be determined come this March and into early April. But one thing I did kind of want to go on a tangent off, and that's something, Chris, you mentioned, X-Factor. He said Jarvis Walker could be one of those X-Factors. I'm curious to get both of your guys' thoughts on who could potentially be that other
2: X-Factor. Wow. Uh, I mean, if, if he's already named Marcus, Jamal, and Jawan, so it's not them. Ooh, Ramon Walker, maybe? Because of his rebounding, his versatility, and his. If they need him in that four guard lineup we discussed after the game against Old Roberts to defend some bigger players up, up front, maybe him.
1: Uh, I'm going to say T. Mark. I'm going to say Tremont Mark. I think there's going to be games where where Marcus shot may be off and Jairus may be off and all the other X factors. But he's a player that you can give him the ball and where it's ISO and pick and roll, and he can get you a bucket. So I think he's going to be, not only from what he can do offensively, his rebounding, his effort, and all of the, the culture plays used to hang their hat on. I think he's uh, uh, obviously X factor. But if if I want to go to off the bench, I would say Terrence because I've seen, I think in my opinion, he's gotten better from game one to game four. And I think by the time you get to game 10, 15, and down to December and January, I think he's going to be incrementally better than where he is now. And he's going to have his moments where I think he impacts the game because it makes me think about Tremont's freshman year against Rutgers offensive rebound and you know the rest of the story and so I've seen that type of effort from Terrence just going after rebounds and stuff like that and so uh, if I had to pick just someone else coming off the bench I would go with Terrence so I could see him making a play like that hitting a big shot like that or just making an impactful play and however it may be presented.
0: You know, I think both of or all the names you guys listed are good candidates. And I think another name to watch could be JVA Francis, just in terms of um, I think Kelvin said it today. He still considered him a freshman um, just in regards that he didn't get an opportunity to get on the court much um, last season. But. I mean, we've already seen it in spurts. He had an eleven point, eleven rebound double-double last game against Oral Roberts. Now, I think kind of along those trajectory with the freshmen, especially with Jarrus Walker and, and Terrence Arsenault, if he can continue to develop, and I think the same phrase stands, where JVA is going to be a much better player from where he is right now, two months from now, and by the time February and March rolls around, if he's hitting on all cylinders, he provides Houston uh, with something that if you had to pick a weak spot, certainly it would be the front court, just in terms of the versatility they have if you're being picky about this team. Um, and I think JVA adds a whole extra layer in that front court for Houston.
2: And, and let, me, let me say this because we had similar comments from the, from the viewers. Ramon Walker, Terrence Sarsno, JVA Francis combined off the bench, combined tonight 20 points, 14 rebounds. <laughs> so. Each of them had at least four boards, and the lowest point total was six. Seven, seven, and six. So, I mean, the versatility of this team, the improvement that is projected for this team, is a very bright future for this squad this season. And just knock on wood, everybody, if you got it where you are, then nobody gets injured, and the depth maintains 10 deep. This is the best 10 deep this team has been under Coach Samson.
0: Yeah, and I think Demarak makes a perfect point. The thing is that with the depth and talent of this team, anyone can be an X-Factor on any given day. And I think just the names we rattled off, we rattled off a whole bunch of different names from Jermon Mark, Ramon Walker, JV Francis. It's true on any given night. And that's something that we've seen um, through the first four games of the season now for Houston where it's someone different each and every night. And and that's a good thing, just to be able to have that depth and that versatility, again, a night and day difference, from where they were a season ago. Uh, But on that note, I do want to give a quick segue once again. Who you shout out to our sponsors starting with, The Saxinian family, they are the primary sponsor for Let's Rage Cougs, the unofficial Houston post-game show of men's basketball and football. Obviously, you're listening or watching to Let's Rage Cougs, whether you're watching us stream live from the Houston Roundball Review YouTube channel or the day after, wherever you may be listening, however you you may be listening, um, during our audio-only platforms. If you're watching this again, it's Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxinian family and also shout out to our other sponsors hoop and holler the houston cougars micro collective star pizza the houston's best pizza since 1976 the fritz kennel a family owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding daycare and baths if you want to uh, send your furry friend to the place that make sure it, it is the Fruits Candle at ninety five thirteen Yelperdell Drive in Houston, Texas, and our other sponsor, BB's, the home of Tex Orleans cooking. Big shout out to them for being a sponsor of the show. If you like to follow more of Tex Orleans cooking, be sure to reach them on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BB's Tex Orleans. That's at BB's Tex Orleans, double B's, 1S Tex Orleans. And on that note, we have another clip from head coach Kelvin Sampson. Marcus Sasser will be in this clip as well, just talking a focus on defense. And I think it's, it's this is going to be a good part because I had asked Marcus Sasser a question in regards to what his comfort level is on the defensive side of things. And after Marcus gave his answer, Kelvin Sampson gave his input on it, which um, it's going to be interesting to hear what he said, because it was certainly very interesting He get high praise for Jerez Walker.
1: Before we go to it, quick. How, how comfortable are
0: you right now on the defense? Sorry, I had it queued no,
1: no, up. <laughs> no, no, okay, now I just wanted to um, piggyback on two things you guys said. JVon, Fred JVA Francis, I think he's one of the only shot blockers. I pushed him name again. But I think he's one of the only shot blockers that we have. To go back to your point. Um, how you talked about what he brings different. And um, I was just thinking, of course, it wouldn't be a show without me kind of disagreeing with Chris. So not really disagreeing. It's just a question. I think maybe that COVID year team may have been deeper. Maybe uh, that's a good conversation to have. Fans, what y'all think? Mm-hmm. Nate, um, Quinn, Dajon, Marcus, Caleb, all the players on that team. Just something to think about.
0: The 2019-20 team?
1: Yep. Where COVID, we didn't get to play the tournament.
0: We had Chris exactly. Harris, Fabian Good. White, Bryson Gresham was on that team too.
1: Dejon Marcus, Caleb, Quinn. All right, but that was it. But but that Quinn was not the Quinn that became Quinn.
0: Yeah. And that Marcus that Marcus was much more reliant on three-point shooting. Uh, but you know, it's an interesting thing to ponder. So if you are watching us live, be sure to give uh, a comment. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that. But on that note, we'll send it over to Marcus Sasser. The side of things, and how how does that change over the course of your time here in Houston?
1: Um, Just being in the system, you know, for four years, I'm kind of, I kind of know a lot, Um, know the ropes, and, you know, just really being with Jamal, you know, I feel real comfortable out there with Jamal and Shaman. I know they good on-ball defenders like me, so just really not having to help as much, and then, with Jarris and one, you know how athletic they are, and you know how versatile they are, and can guard, guard the ball. Also, you know you just make the
3: the whole um, team, the whole you know all of us being connected out there, it makes it much easier. And so I'm really comfortable on defense. The guy that's made our making our defense better is Jarius uh, though. I, I saw him do some things tonight that's going to really help us going forward. The, the, the great thing about this young man is how coachable he is. He, I mean, he, he tries to do everything you ask him to do. It's, he's, he's getting better. I mean, he's, he's improving. Um, and that's the big thing about freshman. Right? Terrence Arsman is so much better today than he was a month ago. Um, um, JVA's a freshman. He, he knows his second year. JVA just turned 19 in November uh, or October. I think not to October 17 when he got here. So he's, he was he was kind of a year behind his class, but JVA's basically in his first year. Jarrett's a freshman. Terrence, a freshman. Emmanuel, a freshman. And you know, we're we're slowly but surely bringing our um, young guys along. Uh, obviously, Jerrison and Terrence have more substantial roles in what we're doing. But uh, uh, their greatest uh, allies, though, are uh, Marcus and Ball <coughs> and um, J1. Because of, of, of all the big games and the bright lights and the big moments that all <coughs> the guys have played in. One more question. Go ahead, Joe.
4: Kevin, I was going to ask you to continue your thought earlier. You were about to, right. I, I'm assuming Jairus is when you mentioned X Factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, Jairus is probably one
3: of them. Yeah. No, Jar, where Jairus is now to where he's going to be a month from now or two months from now, I, I think he's just going to continue to, uh, to blossom. Um, but when I say this, I mean Jaris has no ego. <laughs> he tests it. His ego is winning. And Mark, same with Marcus. You know, M- Marcus led us an assist. You know, Jarris is one of our best passers. Sometimes I get on by passing too much. But um, um, th- these guys are <clears throat> you know, it's a blessing to be able to coach kids like Jarris and Marcus, uh, all these guys. I mean I love this team. I don't know how good we are, how what's gonna happen a year. I'm not t- to the point, <clears throat> maybe in 10 or 12 years as I get to be an older
4: coach,
3: <laughs> I'll, I have a different view on how to evaluate a team. But uh, I just enjoy this team. Um, enjoy it. I get on fuss at them. Probably cuss at them a little too much. But, uh, um, you know, they know I love them. Coach, Marcus, Jerry, thank
2: you.
0: Once again, that was Houston men's basketball head coach, Kelvin Sampson, talking a lot of different things. But I think right there, the the defensive portion in regards to Jairus Walker, that's the one that that stood out to me when he said it live. And, Dan, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it now that you uh, were able to hear for the first time.
1: Which part about it?
0: Uh, The point where he talked about Jairus and really how he can help them defensively.
1: Yeah, because he's one of those players who can guard one through five. He can guard anybody on the court at any given time. He can switch out on the pick and roll if need to. But the way they play the pick and roll, it's not really so much of a switch. But if it comes time where it's a four switch, he has that versatility and the length to guard any guard and also play the passing lane. And so, um, yeah, defensively, he's almost like a Swiss army knife because he's so athletic and so – Agile on his feet that he can pretty much guard anybody on the court, whether it's point guards, shooting guards, pretty much one through five.
2: And to add to that, he talked more tonight on defense. He communicated more, and that's part of of being a great defensive team and teammate is telling your players or teammates where to be on those high screens, where to go, and then in rotations, all those things. So that's just another – and he's quick enough, as Deion touches on, he's quick enough to handle the traps rotations, recoveries. Yep. I'm kind of curious to get you guys' thoughts on it about the Cougs potentially going against a skilled big man. I don't believe it's going to be a problem for them because of their their monster traps down low on the post. On, you know, there's very few teams when they have tossed the ball down low that Houston has problems with because of the, the double team mm-hmm. and rotations are so sound. Coach Sampson and staff are, are not going to allow – one big man to beat them. So I don't care who's skilled. You know, if it's Drew Timmy, if it's Oscar Shibuye, whatever, one skilled big man, they're going to double team that person and make him become a pass from the post. And to be up to his teammates to knock down shots or rotate it, swing around, to beat the Houston's defensive rotations. Very few teams can do that effectively.
1: Another thing it forces those big men to do to all your points is be a playmaker, like you said, make good decisions because it's and when a double team comes, you have to make the decision when to pass, who to pass to, make a how to when to make a good pass because of the deflection in Houston um, rotates so well, and so you nah, know that's one hundred percent right. D- just thinking back to Kofi Coburn last year and how he struggled with the monster defense, and so even if they face a team like North Carolina. Um, who has a, a a great big man down low? I, I agree with you one thousand percent. With the play, they the way they play, their monster defense. They're not gonna allow one big man to go on, iso or go one on one and beat them. I think it it have to be from the guard position. Have to really really be good guard play.
0: I have one more clip they are going to play before uh, we wrap things up, and this was of Texas Southern head coach Johnny Jones, and, and in particular just him talking about Houston. He had uh, a lot of good comments in regards to Houston, and he called Houston the number one team in the country multiple times. So I think it's just interesting to hear what he had to say about Houston, specifically in regards to Marcus Sasser. Did
2: Houston do so well to take you on your rhythm there um, for eight minutes in? And-
4: they're just an excellent basketball team, something that uh, we obviously uh, knew coming in. They're one of the top uh, defensive teams in the country uh, year in, year out uh, in terms of where they hold their opponents in terms of field goal percentage. are one of the uh, top rebounding teams in the country, so it's very difficult to get second chance opportunities uh, if your first uh, attempts uh, don't go in and they actually turn you over and uh, create scoring opportunities off their turnovers in the open floor. So um, their physicality, ability to rebound, uh, second chance opportunities, 10 offensive rebounds I think they got uh, tonight. And um, so uh, we knew coming in what was going to happen. I thought our guys responded a lot better than in the second half, so much than uh, maybe the first eight to 10 minutes uh, of the basketball game. We'll go to Coach Duarte in the front row. Coach, if, if you could. Um, from what you saw with Walker, the freshman, uh, that
3: not, I guess that's not your typical freshman that you see out there.
4: Right. No. I, I, you know, uh, we watched him uh, from the other night. He's smooth. He's he's one of those guys that I uh, think uh, coach has done an excellent job of uh, allowing him uh, a little freedom uh, to be able to play, and uh, he certainly delivers uh make big plays out there what was he uh, like 9 for 11 uh tonight and um he takes the shots given to him didn't seem as though he had to go shot hunting i thought he played well and he uh, played well off of his teammates his teammates did a great job of uh looking for him and he delivered for him coach what are your thoughts so on your freshman subject tomorrow i thought uh has uh, been really good uh, each game for us i thought he's uh, uh, really played big tonight. Uh, you know, I look at uh, Houston and watch him cover him a, a lot, you know, follow Coach Edson and his programs and, and uh, I know uh, what a great uh, defensive team and how tough they are. And for Zai uh, to come in and to this type of environment against a team of this magnitude, uh, possibly number one team in the country uh to to be able to come in and make the plays that he did against such a great defensive team uh give us reason to be excited and one of the reasons we take on these uh type of challenges uh early in the season is to li- utilize the measuring stick of uh where we are and uh, uh how our guys can compete i thought tonight as i passed the test force
0: well just for you guys to be able to guard marcus sasser and and really the skill set that he brings to the table?
4: Well, he's Marcus Tough. I mean, he's a three-level scorer um, at the end of the day and uh, didn't knock down any three-pointers uh, tonight. I thought we did a, Well, he, he got looks and they didn't go down, uh, but he um, is very creative uh, off the bounce. He get off his ball screens, uh, plays well off of him. He didn't get to the rim. I think he had a couple of N1 finishes uh, against us uh, to, uh, uh, tonight, he and uh, but he's special. Uh, we had a chance to go and. Uh, see Bryson Grisham in the um, uh, pro when he went to uh, the pre-draft camp in Chicago. And I saw Sasser uh, that was there in the pre-draft camp, and I thought at that time he may have been the best guard uh, that was in the pre-draft camp, and that's uh, how highly I think of him. And I thought he uh, delivered well tonight. It's just he's an excellent special player.
0: again, that was Texas Southern head coach Johnny Jones. Um, and I want to focus in right now on the, the final part of that clip where he's focusing in on Marcus Sasser. Um, and just in regards to the, the special talent that he is, he called him a three-level scorer. Um, and I think that, that comment in particular, was, it's was pretty uh, certainly got the attention of your ears just in regards when he was talking about uh, that NBA draft pre-camp and he felt that Marcus Sasser was the best guard at that camp. And, and you're really starting to see that from So I think, um, again, like I mentioned earlier in the show, the consistency—that's that's that's a point where you're confident in him. That what he's going to bring in game in and game out, it's going to be a specific level of. just performance, and that's what you're starting to see from Houston, especially on the defensive side of things. He just looks more comfortable. He's making a lot more reads. It looks like he's much more active in the passing lane, and he's just playing and, and reacting. He's not necessarily thinking about it uh, from an outside perspective. But, Chris, I'm going to toss it over to you. Uh, what stood out
2: to you about that clip from Johnny Jones? His respect for the program, the Houston program, his respect for uh, Marcus Sasser. And I did a quick check. We were wondering because – as many times as Coach Jones referred to the Cougs as the number one team in the country, we thought he was a voter in the coaches' poll. He's not the voter. He's not the representative from the SWAC. So, Florida, A&M, Florida AM's head coach is a SWAC coaching, uh, SWAC coach who votes. So, Coach Jones has high respect for the program. The feeling is mutual, both sides. Coach Sampson has much respect for Coach Jones. He believes, Coach Sampson believes, that TSU will get back to the tournament, a tournament and be a, a tough out in that. I think beyond first four in that first round again because of what Coach Jones has done there. And one thing that I asked Coach about, he's got a promising freshman guard himself in Zitarius Mortal. So uh, I was impressed the bit I saw in TH's win over Arizona State. He had the game winner and he he made some drives tonight. Yeah. Very impressive. And he's 6'2, like 200 pounds. So he's, he's strong as a young man. So he has a bright future for uh himself in tsu basketball
1: he looked like he has tae tae more athleticism
2: yep and and that's it yeah
1: yeah man he looked nice he got a promising future for real but um i think when he what he mentioned about marcus Hassel that stood out to me is kind of what i mentioned about um his development and his ability to be a three-level score early on his career at houston If his three-point wasn't falling, then he kind of really wouldn't impact the game offensively. And now he's a a full-fledged, really, um, three-level scorer. He can kill you in the mid-range, which he shows. You can get inside his floater, pull-up game, or he can use his ball-handle ability and get all the way inside and finish with either hand. And so, man, as – When he just looking at him going forward as the floor opens up at that next level, I think Marcus can really play himself into a first-round draft pick, which that's why he came back to up his stock, and I think he's definitely continuing to develop and will continue to develop um, throughout the entire season. Um, Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to be honest. If if Marcus Sasser can consistently play like he did tonight, and he's not going to have nights where he goes 0-for-6 from the three-point line, um, honestly, I'd be surprised if it happened again for the rest of the season. Um, But if if he continues to play the way he has, um, certainly today he could potentially play himself into – borderline of a lottery pick in that range where we saw Quentin Grimes kind of um, half chatter into the end of his season. When he entered the NBA draft, he could potentially raise a stock higher than Quentin was able to. And um, that's, as we start to wrap things up, I did want to go back to the question you posed day on in regards to the 2019, 20 team. And if they could potentially compete when it comes to depth with this team, Uh, Gian Cardenas said the 2020 COVID team was deeper offensively. Defensively, he's not sure. He said Q, like you said, Chris, not exactly the guy he became in the 2021-21 season. The interesting thing about that team, and I remember they would have – they were a pretty good defensive team, but they would have lapses on offense where they would go on, on long droughts uh, scoring offensively. I, I, I remember that that was uh, something that cost him a couple of times, especially on the road at Memphis. Yeah. Um, is one of the times that it really cost them. So I think this team, granted, we're only four games into the season, but we haven't seen that lapse um, scoring-wise, and it always seems like there's someone that steps up. Today it was Marcus Sasser and Jarvis Walker. Uh, two nights ago it was Marcus Sasser and Tremont Mark. Again, St. Joseph, it was Jarvis Walker again And in, in the first game of the season. There's just so many weapons uh, that this team has, and I think this team edges
2: them out. Well, we'll see, because, I mean, it's four games in. The quality of opponent has not been stellar yet. But Houston scored – we seem like we say this the first – the previous three postgame shows. The Cougs scored 83 points tonight, and Jamal Mark went one for six. So it seemed like they're still scoring 80 points a game, but there's one person who did not shoot well. Yep. And they are still scored 80 points a game. So yep. this – what – what does that indicate if everybody's clicking for that one game? Ninety points production, ninety-five. I mean, whatever. And the, the defense has been constant. I think the most points scored allowed so far this year is with the fifty-five. But like I said, the level of competition, yeah, has not been great yet. And I think TSU Coach Jones kind of downplayed it a little bit. But this was their third game in four days. Okay, they played. Sunday against Arizona State, Ole Roberts Tuesday, and then the Cougs tonight. Playing the Cougs as your last game out of a four-game stretch is very difficult for anybody. So, But the Cougs will go through a drought this year offensively because teams do. But will be the constant, will be the defense. So we'll see how things go. And we don't know who it's going to be, but there's going to come a point when Houston will lose this season. I don't believe they're going to go undefeated. Because that is so so hard to do, and I would I would rather Houston lose during this regular season, conference play, and then go six and zero come tournament time. Because you know, if you go six and zero tournament, you know what that means? You got that chip. So (laughs) that's all. Tournament starts. Go six and zero, as Coach Sampson says, one game at a time, one win at a time. Advance, move on, and then if they get that six and zero in March you'll see me act a, act a fool, <laughs> you know, forget my credential and, and become a Houston Cougar alum real quick.
1: Yeah, me, me too, man, for sure. I think, um, like you mentioned, um, the early offensive success as far as the high scoring has been indicative of the lack of um, challenge from the other team because they're just so much better and so much athletic and so much gifted than the teams that they've played so far. But um, I will say that defensively, like you said, that, that's going to carry them. And just kind of thinking back to that older team, I think roles weren't as defined as they are with this team already because you have some veteran leadership with some young. And so it's like it, it's no really great areas, no question marks. And thinking back to that team, the other team, older team, it was it was a lot of different players who had the ability – it was just – I don't think the roles were as defined um back then i think that uh, i may be wrong but um this team right here man I, man the sky is the limit man the sky is the, there's no they're limitless they really can do pretty much anything if they can continue to develop like coach Sampson is it, holding them and coaching them to do so man i can't wait to see uh, to where i can't wait to see play tougher teams i can't wait to see. I don't want to see them lose, but like you, Chris, I want to see that early, then see them bounce back because when they take that loss, they're going to get better, like, from that. And so just I can't wait to just the adversity hit, and then they learn from that adversity during the season, like Chris just mentioned. And then by the time February and March come around, and they are already, like, playing their best basketball, like Coach Simpson said. And so, man, this, this team has a, a ton of potential.
0: King Jaja thinks that first loss is going to come December three against St. Mary's and the neutral court at Dickey's arena. So uh, that would be interesting. I think so far they're going to face their toughest challenge that they have faced so far in the season. That's going to come this upcoming Sunday. It's going to be let's reach Cougs after dark, Chris. We're going to trade. We're going to take that uh, from the PAC 12 because uh, Houston will be playing a PAC 12 team in the Oregon Ducks. Uh, it's been a while since Houston's played up there in Eugene. It kind of, Coincidentally enough, the last time they played, Oregon was in that 2019-20 season day on. Early in the 2019 season, Oregon um, was able to come away with the victory in that game. Now, kind of similar to when these two programs met a season ago, that loss by Oregon kind of took off a little bit of steam, but don't make any... Takeaways from that. Oregon, that's going to be a tough crowd. It's going to be a tough environment on a Sunday evening uh, for them up there. It's certainly going to be the toughest challenge so far. And it's going to be interesting to see in particular how guys like Jarvis Walker, guys like JV Francis, they react in a hostile environment that they might not have ever been before in regards to the college level.
1: First road game of the year. Honestly, uh, like I yeah. said, they played on a neutral site already, but it's going to really be their first true road test, and so I can't wait to see like how they react, like you just mentioned, Andy.
2: And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to say about Oregon, the Ducks, just yet because they lost at home to UC Irvine last, last Friday by eleven. I don't know a lot, you know, details about that. I know people, keep people were injured. Or, They just struggled or what have you. But to lose at home to UC Irvine, is UC Irvine great this year? (laughs) So I I don't know. We're going to find out. But, yes, it's going to be – let's raise Kooks after dark because that game tips off at 8.30 Central time. Time. So if there is a post-game media session with Coach Sampson – we're looking at Let's Red coup started starting, what, Andy, 11, 15, 30, maybe? 11, yeah, 30 p.m. is kind of a perfect uh, timing. They
0: did the lights at the Fertitta Center, as you were saying that. So <laughs> it, is, it is after dark for Chris Gardner here. We just passed the 11 p.m. Central Time Hour here on Wednesday night. We're going to wrap things up. Dayon, I'll toss it over to you first. Um, where can people find you? And a final takeaway from Houston and Texas
1: Southern. You'll find me on all social media platforms that day on download. and i always want to thank everyone for participating watching and um whether you said a comment or you didn't say a comment we appreciate your viewership appreciate you for supporting us and make sure to support all our social media platforms and like and subscribe and everything yeah they did gonzaga's always overrated every year to me i don't understand and, and in my opinion they're always overrated every year but, um, yeah, make sure you like, man. And last takeaway is Houston. Continue to getting better game by game, getting 1% better every game. Coach Sampson's the GOAT. Go Cougs always.
0: Chris, if Houston can go up to Eugene and beat Morgan, we're talking about a top two, possibly number one team in the country. Maybe Johnny Jones is right about that. How uh, – that's – that's crazy to think about, uh, but I'm gonna send it your way.
2: Your thoughts on that? Where people can find you and any final takeaways from this game? It's crazy to think about, but I'm gonna put my 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 old man hat on my my coach hat on. and if the I mean, I don't think Carolina will lose. I don't know who Carolina plays between now and, and Sunday, but I think if Houston wins Sunday in Oregon, they'll be move, move up to number two. But only thing, only ranking that matters to me is that, what is it? April second that final poll of the season, and Houston Cougars are number one, <laughs> April 2nd. If That's that's the last day. I don't even know when the last day to, the championship game is. I just know it's Monday here in Houston, but that's all I care about poll-wise there. But Houston get better offensively, defensively, continue to improve, get some time for the freshman if need be Sunday against Oregon. We'll see because I'm not sure what Oregon team, they won. They beat Montana State by 30. I don't know what that means. They bounce back after losing UC Irvin by 11 to beating Montana State by 30. Okay, we'll see what Oregon because they play U- UH and then Connecticut back-to-back. So we'll get an indicator of what Oregon has in these two games. But it's just important for the Cougs to their first true road game of the season for these freshmen, how they adjust to it, play against that because it's going to be a lot of, what is it, green and yellow up there, all the loud fans. But I'm kind of curious to see if the Cougs are able to jump out early in the first half what will the fans do because they lost to uc irvine you know at home already so what would they think then but turn- turnovers would be key and they only had how many what seven turnovers tonight for the coobs so if they limit turnovers and just crash the board because let's be real tsu did a solid job on the on the boards today with were 34 31 houston and there were some times when the tigers got a Three or
1: four offers a rebound. Yes,
2: you know, so I know that irritated Coach Sampson a great deal. So we're nitpicking, as Dion touched on earlier in the show. I'm trying to find a little things to improve for the team, but that's what Coach Sampson and the staff will do. They'll find things for this team to get better in, and that's the whole point of it going forward. And we'll see what happens. And Andy, it's on you to. We got one more sponsor for uh, Sunday, for primary sponsor. You got to find another one. So we, we got these tertiary and secondary, gotta get primary sponsors for less rage coogs going forward. So just contact Andy Yanez on his social media platforms. We got what 25, 30 more games to go to this, this season. So it's plenty of time for you to become a primary sponsor of Less Rage coogs for basketball season. But you can find me on Twitter at ZHR Review and Houston Round Bar Review on YouTube, Instagram and HoustonRoundbar Review.com. Been around Longer than these, these guys have been alive, I think. Dan, how old are you, man? 32. Well, not quite then. Been around almost 30 years for the Houston Round Bar Review, so not quite. But once again, thank you very much for having me on the show. Great to see King and Rusty and everybody comment with their comments. So we'll see you guys Sunday night for Les Fridge cools After Dark. Let's reach coups after
0: dark, and I'm gonna take a second to kind of plug in our own ad, Chris. Like you mentioned, it after Sundays, uh, let's reach coups after dark presented by the Saxinian family, their primary sponsorship will have run out. So, as always, like you see in this show, we do live reads of our sponsors whether it's the fritz kennel bb's hoop and hollard star pizza there's a whole bunch of different options if you have your own video your own commercial and you like to plug it in embed it into the show we can do that as well if you have watched our previous shows in regards to let's rage coops football edition because it is the unofficial houston football and men's basketball post game show if you'd be interested in being a sponsor and help us out to continue to do this all season long be sure to contact me at Let's Rage Cougs at gmail.com That's let's rage cougs at gmail.com all lowercase no extra symbol just let's rage cougs at gmail.com final round of shout to our sponsor Hoop and Holler the Houston Micro Collective Star Pizza. BB's the Tex, Orleans, Tex Orleans Cooking. If you want to follow them on social media, be sure to do so at BB's Tex Orleans on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the Fritz Kennel. The Fritz Kennel. The family-owned and operated business that specializes in dog and cat boarding, daycare, and baths. That's going to do it for this episode of Let's Rage Kooks, presented by the Saxonian family. Once again, the final score, Houston defeats Texas Southern 83-48. Marcus Sasser finishes as the lead scorer with 20 points, 6 of 3 shooting from the field, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, only 1 turnover, and he was named the Cougar Classic MVP. Chris, you know how important the Cougar Classic MVP award is. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. So once again, be sure uh, to – Subscribe to the Houston Roundball Review YouTube channel. Chris, thank you for allowing us to use your platform. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube as well at PodSlammaJama. That's P-A-W-S-L-A-M-A-J-M-A. And we will see you Sunday night for – well, actually, we will see you on Saturday 1st for the football post game show. Houston travels to East Carolina take on the Pirates in the very slim – Chances at winning the American Athletic, or getting to the American Athletic Championship game. Houston will still be playing that out at East Carolina. This has been a presentation of Let's presented by the Saxonian family. Until next time.